Welcome to another Inside the Hatches exclusive interview. This is Darren and I'm here with Malcolm Washington, DB for the Edmonton Eskimos up in the CFL. He is a highly decorated high school athlete as well as he was a two-sport athlete in high school. He started and played at Fresno State, UNI, and he even played in the GFL. Now over in the CFL, we're going to see how it works out for this kid right here. Please welcome Mr. Malcolm Washington. So, how are you doing, Malcolm? I'm doing well, man. How about you? Not doing too bad, too bad. Um, so, we got. I gotta ask you, man, because I always start off all interviews like this. How did you get started? Because I know you weren't the same guy you are today when you first started this. Shoot, um, uh, really just through the bloodline of my family. Honestly, uh, my dad was a boxer. Uh, my mom did volleyball high school so the genes just ran down and you know went through my oldest brother and then the middle the the middle brother and then I'm the baby so it just went through the bloodline and then, you know we started I started playing when I was like five and then it just went on from there and ever since then I'm still standing playing ball man listen you done definitely made a career for yourself with this here um, especially when it comes to the German football league, but we'll get into that later. So let's start off where it really gets going. High school. How was your high school experience? It can't get no bigger and better than Texas, right? So <laughs> that's it, right. I mean, you're talking about over. I couldn't even say how many schools. There's so much talent all around. I mean, competitive from the seven-on-seven league to the actual games, big rivalries. Sold out games. I mean, Texas football is no other. But I mean, my high school. You know, we wasn't bad. We wasn't the the greatest as in winning the state championship, but we did go far. And you know, we took they took football serious. You know what I mean? Like weight room and everything like that. So Eddie Elsick uh, is where it started. Um, I went there. Uh, I actually played receiver. I didn't play defensive back in high school at all. I played receiver through all my years. Until my fourth year, I still played receiver. I just played both ways. Hmm. And that's how that transition happened. I didn't play DB. I never backpedaled in my life until my senior year when I was in games. It wasn't even like, you know, and that was more so on athleticism. It wasn't even, you know, actually practicing DB, you know, it was God-given talent. So you were just naturally talented enough to go out there and just intercept the passes. Yeah, man. I mean, more so because of playing so much offense, being able to track the ball and play the ball in the air, it became easier. And, and you know, it was just more so transitioning to being the defender going to get the ball rather than the offensive player going to get it. Because it's easy on offense to you know, out, out race your opponent and go get the ball. But when you're covering somebody and have to track the ball and play the ball, it's a little different. All right. And did, when, when it came to learn how to track the ball, did those receiver skills really play a big role in being able to cover the guy and keep up with him, knowing some of the routes that he would run? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, I, it's kind of tough with the DB, the hardest I think hardest position in football simply because it's like asking somebody to, can you write backwards? Can you say your ABCs backwards? 
Can you run full speed backwards? All of the things that a DB does is backwards. He never is going forward. So to be able to do that and then also have to guess and figure out what your opponent is doing offensively is tricky. But not only to master that and then be able to play the ball in the air, which is a ball that's not for you, is, 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 one, is one difficult job. But if you can master it, the, the, the game of football as a DC is very exciting because every play they could be coming your way, you will never even know. It's like Russian roulette. You just never know when that bullet might be the one in the chamber. You just never know. Always got to stay ready. That's number one. Now, going off of that, you seem like you were incredibly great at um, high, at football in high school. And not only football, but you were also a track guy as well. You were a two-sport athlete. How did that help play into um, your way of going about uh, your game? Yeah, so with track, uh, we were very good at track. That was one of the big things. We were very good at track. So with track, you have to run. No, you know what I mean? That was just one of them rollover periods. You ran track, track to get you faster and I never really ran track. I ran track eighth grade, six, in my eighth, my sixth grade year summer track. I ran it once, and I should have did it earlier. But being able to run and just getting the mechanics down track just transitions over to the game because it's, it's a lot of running, especially as a DB going to track your guy, chasing a route, running a, a guy down. Track just you know naturally played into the sport of football. So being able to be good at track, I just use that as an advantage for football whenever I would have to do 40-yard dash, verticals, because in track you're jumping long jump, uh, you know, broad jump. And so it kind of plays hand-in-hand. Listen, I definitely get that. And now I got to ask, how did you get to Fresno State? Were you highly recruited there? Um, how did that come about? Oh, okay. Um, so with Fresno, the head coach, Coach DeRuder at the time, him, the DB coach that recruited me, Coach Peterson, and Nick Toast, they all came from A&M. So they were the coaching staff at A&M. And then they went to Fresno State. That's where Derek Carr and Devontae Adams were. Uh, and they changed the program around at the time. And, you know, having that Texas bloodline, you know, they're going to always recruit Texas because that's where they started at A and B. They know Texas sports is very big. So why not recruit people from Texas, you know what I mean? And so that's how that came about. And how was your experience there for your first two years? Uh, I, Actually, those were probably the best two years I had in college. I mean, Northern Iowa was cool, but Fresno was cool just because – I started as a true freshman and played right away, so it was it was different, you know what I mean? Big games, first game against USC, that's when Juju Smith and Dory Jackson was all freshmen in my year, and uh, yeah, it was it was wonderful, man. California weather, no bad, no really bad weather, man. I can't, man. It was a different transition for sure, but I liked it, you know, the beaches. It was super cool, man. I mean, Fresno was definitely um, one one for the books. Listen, you definitely backed up some of that with your play. Not only starting with in seven games, I believe, as the true freshman, but you played in all 14 games um, that year 
as well. You played all 12 games the next year. So yeah. you, you definitely showed that you have um, some promise in you during those two years. But what happened for you to go to now you and I? Yeah, so my first year I played, so see, it's crazy because when I came to college, you know, mind you, I never backpedaled or anything like that. So I was just playing off pure talent at the time when I was a freshman. Our coaching staff left, and my sophomore year, I wasn't a starter no more. I played, but it wasn't what I wanted to be in. You know, the different coaching staff and everything like that. And I just wasn't in the mindset that I was focused enough. So in order for me to better myself, I had to be. There was no choice about it. And so I made the decision, a big decision, because back then at the time, there was no transfer portal or anything like that. It was, and you transfer, sure about it, you sure you don't want to stay. And I made a big sacrifice. It worked out for me tremendously, you know what I mean? And so... Me transferring, that helped because not only did it help me, Fresno State got a new coach staff, but that following year, my junior year, Fresno State went 1-11 that year. They was the worst college football team that year. So it worked out in my favor because that was a super rebuilding year. Then that mean if I would have stayed, that my fourth year would have been a you know new coach staff because they came again and a new coach staff, that would have been a, evaluation year again, you know what I mean? So yep. it was great that I did leave because it would it, it, it helped tremendously. And honestly, I can definitely see the progress that you made those last two years, especially, especially um, your junior year. You had four interceptions from going to none. And in those two years you were playing with you and I, you had 91 total tackles, six interceptions, seven pass breakups, three tackles for loss. So you were a little bit all over the field. Yeah, so, yeah, and, and exactly. And that that just shows off of the, the development of my game. My first two years, I was still trying to get comfortable playing the ball. Even though I was a receiver, it was still weird going for a ball that wasn't mine, being comfortable to turn around and catch the ball the first two years. I didn't even have no interceptions. And then my first, my junior year, I made a jump. And not only did I make a jump, my first interception was my first career interception was a, a pick six. And I missed the first two games because I was injured. But the next game that I came back and played, my first interception was a pick six. And that is how you do it. That is the return skills. That's the receiver skills. Oh, I did not forget Absolutely. that you were a returner, sir. I was just going to be getting into that because your return ability is ridiculous. You make guys miss left and right, and you're breaking tackles. For a DB, that's incredible. So you got to tell me, how does it feel being a DB and then going back to returner? Does that help, or does that hurt you at all, having to always go backwards and now you're going forward? No, so I always wanted to return the ball. That's, I don't have any regrets, but that was one big regret that I do have. I, because I was an all-state returner in high school. I wanted to return the ball when I went to Fresno. I didn't emphasize returning enough, and I should have. And I didn't return there, nor did I return at Northern Iowa. And I wish I did return because that was just one of the gifts that I had that I always did since I was young was return a kick. So being able to return a kick, that helped me to get to where, you know, the return skills of being able to 
Because at my high school, we didn't throw the ball at all. Like, it was a running school. We were in high formation, 24-25, dives. Like, you were a receiver and you had 20 catches legitimately. You had 20 catches that was allowed. Nowadays, you know, they throw the ball, but at that time, we didn't even throw the ball. So I had to overemphasize returning in my games because that was one of the things that it could show that, okay, he plays receiver, but we have enough film to evaluate him off of that. And so that's one of the things I implemented. In high school, I had 108, it was 108 or 109, 108 interception return. At, uh, in high school, I had a 108 return as an interception, too. And so I just built on that and just used that to my best of my abilities. When I got to Germany, I made sure to emphasize returning, and, and that's exactly what I did. All right, and honestly, that's a great segue because right after college, you went to the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, for their OTAs. Um, unfortunately, it may not didn't really work out, but it led to another opportunity for you, the German Football League with the Comets. You got to tell me how that happened, man. Okay, yeah, so the German Football League. So with the German Football League, um, my friend Tyler Smith, play running back at UNI. He was a, ju- a senior when I was a junior. He ended up going to play for the Potsdam Royals in the German League when I was a... When after he didn't get a shot in the NFL, he went to play for them when I was a senior, and he graduated. And he told me about, you know, a couple guys go over there to play, because it used to be called the, um, the, uh, the Euro Ball, you know what I mean? A lot of people used to play, really play over there. And, you know, a lot of people go over there more so for the sightseeing than anything, but they do have a lot of college players that go over there and play. And it's still professional because you get paid, and they have people that play, you know, that get signed and go play back in the States if that's what they want to do. It just depends on where you're at and the level of competition. The GFL 1 is the hardest in football out there overseas, or if you go to Austria. and But but it's, it, it goes GFL and then Austria. And so... While I was waiting around, I know nowadays it's what have you done for me lately. And I needed some film in order to get where I wanted to go. But I knew if I went over there, even if the competition wasn't as good as it is in the state, if I dominate well enough, it'll pay off. And ultimately it did. And so that's the big jump I took over there, you know, going super far. Listen, you went super far, but you made that super leap. Ten interceptions? 20 pass deflections? Sir, in the NFL today, you'd be leading or tied with the league leader, Xavier Howard, in interceptions. So trust me, I understand how great that season is. So you got to tell me, man, from the GFL, how did you go to Edmonton? Okay, so after the GFL, it was actually, so actually, fun fact, it was actually 12 interceptions, but... We played a, a college team, Ohio Northern, and that game didn't count because they wasn't on a GFL schedule, the actual GFL schedule, like a GFL team. I had to pick that game, and I had to pick it on scrimmage. So I had 12 on the actual season, but them two didn't count. But I had 10 in league play. But I ended up coming back. The XFL was just starting where they was doing, like, the XFL workouts and everything like that. And I was trying to go to the XFL. And I was shooting my film out everywhere, getting people to tag it. And, you know, they have XFL news on, you know, um, Twitter and everything like that. And 
I was getting them to look at it and, you know, get it out there to get one of the XFL draft invites. My my friend, Chris Hardeman, he told me, like, man, nah, go to the CFL, try to get a CFL because they're more established, you know. The AAF, which was the Alliance League, you know, they went bankrupt before the XFL. And mm-hmm. then the XFL came around, he was like, man, don't risk it because the CFL been around and they get paid more, too. Why not? So, a uh, dude named Damon from Draft Diamonds. I don't know if you heard of Draft Diamonds, but yes. he's on Twitter and he introduced me to uh, Joe Beth Bowers and um, my agent. And then uh, from there, there was this thing called the Pacific Pro, which is called the Hub. And a lot of people get signed from there. But at the time, he told me they was going to have a couple of CFL teams and NFL teams. And I straight up told him I didn't want to do it because I did the Spring League. And that didn't turn out to be what it was when I went in Florida. So I told him, man, I don't want to take that chance and, you know, it don't pay off because I have the film, you know, I just got to get in the right hands. And he just straight up told me, he said, man, I wouldn't tell you to go if I didn't believe you, but I believe in you. I'll pay for the, you know, the event. You just get your flight there. And Houston and L.A. is super cheap. It was like $100. So I flew there. He got the hotel and everything. And it worked out because Edmonton was there, the D.C. Lions was there, the the Seahawks, the, the Bears, and the Raiders was there. And um, we did one-on-ones. There was no Burt, no broad jump, nothing like that. One-on-one position-based drills. One-on-ones, red zone, DB drills, and Edmonton was there. And the coach at the time, he asked me to go with one of the receivers. You know, we had numbers on our uh, shirt. So he was like, go with number 14, I believe. Just to see, let me see how you line up with him, a little tall guy to see. Ended up going with him, and then at the end, um, after, you know, I went back home, and a couple of days later, Joe Beth was sick, and uh, I didn't hear from him, so I reached out to him, like, hey, man, uh, did you hear anything back from the scouts or anything? He's like, I'm sorry, man, I've been out because I was sick, but I do have a uh, voicemail from the Edmonton scout. I'll give you a shot back here. So then... This was November at the time because I went and worked out. No, it was de- this was December. I went and worked out in L.A. with them in November. So then he um, reaches out to me and he said, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing all right. He's like, how's the Barbados? He's like, how's the weather out there in Houston? I'm like, oh, man, it's kind of shaky out here because Houston weather is so up and down, tropical rainforest, hot, cold one time. You just never know. So I'm like, man, the weather out here is kind of, it's kind of cold right now. He's like, well, you're going to need a jacket because I'll talk to the Edmonton scout and, and they want you. <laughs> and then from that point on, I had, I got unknown and known senders on my iPhone. And then my unknown senders had another message in there, like one more than the actual thing that be in there. Mm-hmm. And it's slowly but surely it was the Edmonton first player personnel and, that they were interested in me. I ended up starting with them. And that's how that happened. Man, I'm surprised you did not go to the league. The Seahawks, the Bears, the Raiders, they could have used a guy like you this year. But they're lost, unfortunately. So you got to tell me, man, how's it going with everything going on right now? I know you're with the CFL team, the Edmonton Eskimos. But... With COVID, the season getting canceled for you guys, how is that? How is that affecting you? Uh, it hurt more so because I was training for so long. And I still train every day. More so because I wasn't able to play 
you know, because of, you know, all the training. It's out of my control and I can't control it. So I, could, I wasn't that mad because there's nothing I could do about it. You know, it wasn't in my hands. But now who we are now, and now I'm more so upset because if it did go through, I wouldn't be in the situation that I'm in now, which isn't a bad one, you know, because it always could be a blessing in disguise, you know, so it wasn't more so that feeling, it's just more so being able to show the world, you know what I mean, because I've always been under, overlooked, in high school, I didn't have no offers until my senior year, I went to zero to 16, and so, you know, I always been able to just stay down and Run my own marathon. Nifty, I'm a big Nifty fan. I'll be the Nifty hustle and just running your own marathon. You know, no matter how long you take, just cross the finish line. And so that's all I just do. You know, and I can't harp on it too much, but it did affect me more so in that sense because you know I know I can play. Like, I always can play the game of football. It's never been hard because I've always played the game more so because of the joy of the game. You know, a lot of people play it more so for what it brings, and I've never played it that way. That's why I've always been able to do what I've done in the sport because i played it just because I love the game. Listen, having a true love for this game makes it playing so much easier. It just comes natural to people. It just comes natural. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, hey, other than that, I I almost think we're done here. But before we get going, let's do something for our listeners. So I got a little lightning round here for the people to get to know you better. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Favorite superhero? Favorite superhero? Batman. Easily. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Favorite movie? Favorite recent movie? I'll do it. I'll do you one better. Ah, that's the, ooh, favorite. Okay. I mean, oh, they, ooh. Okay. It's a couple. I like, man, I like, I like, uh, Life. Gotta go with Life. I like, uh, one of the, man, one of the Rush Hours and, and the up-to-date ones, if I could say, The Dark Knight, for sure. That he's one of the best movies, one hundred percent ever made. And oh, the Maze Runner, easily the Maze Runner. Great selections, great selections. All right, favorite game, video game, or board game? Say it again. Favorite video or board game? Uh, I like man the game Life, right? Yeah, Life. That's the game. There you go. Life. Life or in board game Call of Duty. But I mean, nah, 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 nah. Favorite game definitely was 50 Cent Bulletproof or NCAA. 100% football. Easy. That one's easy. There we go. NCAA. NCAA is a very underrated game. All right. Um, Favorite hype song before game? Right over, but any meek 
or any nip, Nipsey for sure. It's shoes, some walls. It just depends. It just depends. But a couple of those guys. Listen, you making this Philly dude right here very happy with that first comment. Very happy. Oh, God, God love me, man. God. Yeah, you. I mean, my um, my dad, my dad's from Philly, so I think that's in me. It's in you, man. It's in you. Two one five. All righty. And the last question: What's a hidden talent? A hidden uh, motocross. Oh yeah, that was hidden. I did not see that coming. You yeah, guys help me a little about sure. that. Motorcar. Yeah, I used to, I used to grow up doing motorcar a lot. James Stewart, Travis Pastrana, all those guys. I actually stopped doing it because football. I couldn't do it on the weekends. All right, man. Listen, it was great talking to you. I'm very happy to be able to say I sat and was able to even speak to you. Because you're a great guy and you even got better potential. So I wish you nothing but the best. And for all of our Inside the Hashes listeners... Please, 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 thank you again for listening to another exclusive interview. Please go follow us on all of our social media. At Instagram, it's Inside the Hashes. On Facebook, it's Inside the Hashes Football Group. On Twitter, it's Inside Hashes. And please go ahead and follow our website at InsideTheHashes.com where we have gaming, blogging, fantasy football, podcasts, and our coaches and player interviews. And you can hear all of those interviews and our podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Google Music. Other than that, you can always hit us up on the Discord. We're always here to talk football with you guys, and it's at Inside the Hashes. This is Darren, signing off.